1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ring the Bell Pod's talk. Nick Kreider here, joined as always by the three-time All-Star Heath Bell. It's been a while since we recorded. Uh, you know, it's been hard to really talk about these Padres that have been so up and down. It seems like they're doing well, and then they go and lose a series, and then they win a series, and then they lose a series. And honestly, Heath, it's just a roller coaster of emotions that I don't know how to process. I don't know about you.
0: Well, baseball is a marathon season. So here's the thing, you know, a lot of people are going to say the season's over. It's not necessarily over. We're six games out of the wild card, maybe winning the division technically is not over. Um, you could kind of say, you know, cause mathematically, if there's seven games to go and you're six back, you're still in it. But, um, you know, we're probably, we're not going to win the d- division, but here's the thing is it's a marathon season. And here's the one thing the Padres fans have to realize the teams in front of us aren't playing great baseball either. Yeah, they kind of beat us, Arizona, Miami, and stuff. But, and we could have picked up a couple grounds this past week, but we didn't. We're lying in the weeds. You know, we're six games back. We have a good week. We go on a run like anybody has. Just about everybody's gone on like six or seven win, you know, in a row. If we go on a run like that, we're right back in it. We're probably one game back or whatnot. So don't give up hope yet. You know, but I will have to say, you know, the only negative thing I wanted to talk about today is who's going to take responsibility if we don't make the playoffs this year, you know, but I wanted to talk positivity because this, this podcast, I wanted to go, you know, there's so much negative, what's going wrong, this, this, and this, you know, Robert is Suarez, right? Yep. Do you really need sunscreen when you're wearing long sleeves on a day game? You were, you were doing it because you're trying to get advantage for whatever reason, right? Come on now. But here's
1: the minimum 10 game suspension too.
0: And that's going to hurt us because, you know, he wants to do well and he probably is pressing like everybody else. And I'm watching the Padres play. It seems like they're not having fun. They're pressing. The only one that looks like he's having a good time is Kim. And yes, success breeds success, you know, breeds happiness. Winning brings happiness. But somehow our manager, our coaches need to get the guys and relax them somehow, maybe bring in a yoga instructor, maybe bring in some shrink, or even like what I would love to do is bring in a comedian, you know, just to come in and and jar on all the guys and play, start playing a little bit loose. And that's the one thing that guys have to realize. I mean, it's almost September. It's almost basically the, you know, the home stretch. You can still make up six games in, in one month. And it's just, you just need to play a little bit relaxed. And I think Kim is playing relaxed. Maybe Kim just decided, screw it. I'm just going to play, do my best. And that's what you need to do. Forget about the wins losses, try to win every inning. And I think if we do that, we'll have a chance in the end of September to be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Kim all season long has just looked Utterly, just so so confident, you know, in every facet of the game. His defense, stealing bases, hitting. You know, I mean, last season he couldn't hit a fastball to save his life, and now. Well, I think and last he- year he didn't
0: he didn't play a whole lot. You know, that was the thing. Kim's been an everyday player, and I've talked about this in the past. And guys, some guys can platoon. Some guys need to play every day to get into that rhythm. Because some days you go two you go two games without hits. Next game you get three hits. You're still batting three four hundred for the week. Right. So I think Kim's one of those everyday guys and it's, he showed if he plays six days a week, he's going to do what he's doing right now. He's going to be a one heck of a ball player.
1: So, 100%. Yeah. I mean, and especially at the leadoff role too, where you're getting the most at bats of anyone on the team, you know, you need those at bats. Um, But yeah, I mean, I agree. And, and I love that the fans are so all in on him with the Kim bobblehead night and always chanting Hassan, Kim Hassan, Kim, um, but you're right i mean look all the teams ahead of us in the wild card race have not been playing well um with the exception of the diamondbacks who you know obviously have a huge bounce back series against us we snapped their losing streak and now they're eight and two in their last 10 um you know right now they're on a four game winning streak something the padres have not been able to do all season we have not been able to put together at least a four game winning streak It for some reason it always stops at three so once you get over the hump of winning four then who's to say you can't win Five, six, seven, like eight, seven. Nine.
0: 7 Exactly. Games.
1: I mean, if the Yankees can lose, you know, <laughs> nine in a row, 10 in a row, then surely the Padres can win 10 in a row. So I'm with you. I mean, all this, all these series too coming up are, are pretty meaningful as well. I mean, Miami, you know, we, we took two out of three, uh, you know, that second game, obviously we dropped, but that's a team that's ahead of us. Right. And that's a huge series that you got to win. And, you know, we're going to face San Francisco again. We're going to face Arizona again. Got a big series against the Dodgers. And matching up at the remaining schedule that we have, um, according to the rest of the league, it's the it's the easiest schedule in terms of winning percentage against other teams. So if we can just take care of business against teams that we should be winning against, then we shouldn't have any problems here. But that has been the issue all season long, right? We it's beat the Orioles it we beat the rays in a series right we, we beat these good teams and then we can't beat the pirates can't beat the nationals can't beat the, like what we is better beat st
0: louis coming up because everybody beats st louis this year exactly i don't, so know, it's, it- I don't know i i'm kind of with you for, i mean here okay let's talk about this who's if we don't make the playoffs do you think somebody should be responsible for this
1: someone needs to be responsible um, I mean, you, you and I both have the same answer of who that should be.
0: The GM. Yeah,
1: AJ. Um, I mean, if you look at the common denominator since the, the beginning of, you know, when he became our GM, um, you know, he's, he's gone off and made big moves in different years and different styles and it just has never worked. And he's the guy who's kind of always been at the helm. Bob Melvin's a guy that's been praised when he was brought in, right? He, he brought us to the NLCS last year. And people were so high on him as a manager and players respect him. So I don't think Bob should be – I don't think his job should be on the line whatsoever. And I read a, a report saying that if he does get fired, then they would just promote um, the bench coach, uh, Christensen. And I'm thinking to myself, like, does that – does not make any sense whatsoever? I mean, he's the offensive coordinator to a struggling offense.
0: So here's here's my take on it. If for some odd reason Bob Melvin gets fired – Preller, the owner needs to fire the AJ right away. Yeah. Because he's, AJ's not taking any responsibility. Here's the thing. If nobody takes responsibility this year, then you're basically saying this team, we had really bad luck this year because Bob Melvin said, you know, things have just gone wrong. You know, like Tatis. I mean, I know he was saying for a week, Tatis is just getting some really bad luck. I would like to say Tatis is getting bad luck, but after coming off little steroids and now he's just hitting the ball to the warning track every single time that makes you think, you know, ex ball player thinks, okay, does, it does not have that little oof at the end where he was beforehand, but I don't like, I don't try not to think negative, but if Bob Melvin doesn't go and it's just bad luck, then AJ has to be on the hot seat next year. He has to be, Because he's basically told the owner, don't worry, we have bad luck this year, let's go and let's try to um, establish everything next year. Because I will say, when you put a group of guys together, it takes a little bit of time for everybody to gel. But the thing is, this team has been together for a while. There's not Mm -hmm. really too many guys that have come in to like mix it up. You know the starting rotation has pretty much been the same. You know we added two guys like uh, Waka or which I can never yeah, pronounce.
1: Waka. Waka Lugo,
0: but La- Waka everybody was like not really high and very in the beginning. But gosh, he's the only one with ten wins this year. You know yeah. I loved him. Lugo, he's decent, but you know he's been a reliever his whole year. You know his yeah. whole career pretty much, and they became a starter. But you know that it is. But. I really think somebody has to take responsibility for this year because it takes a while for guys to gel. Well, we've gelled. The only reason we didn't gel this year, you could say is, well, everybody was a little bit richer because people got contracts and stuff. So therefore, well, I don't know, do I want to gel with this guy? Cause I'm making it, you know, 10 million a year Well, I'm making 15 million or I make it 30 million a year, blah, blah. You know, is that the problem is people are just getting, you know, they changed because of money because it does change people. But here's the thing, Bob Melvin needs to do something. If we don't, if Bob Melvin, I don't think it's his fault. I don't think it's his coaching staff. I would take a hard look at hitting, but then again, the Padres have never had a great hitting coach. Um, and what has worked, what hasn't worked, but you know, they got to fi- bob melvin needs to do something in the month of september take him to a, a bad bunny concert take them <laughs> to the beach get him a comedian bring the mariachi band like Brian giles used to do in the clubhouse you know to start off every home game or something it costs you like 50 or 100 bucks to bring four guys in bringing some you know the mariachi band or something and start the start a game off you know start right. everybody off in a good mood having fun and just tell guys like i was thinking about this watching the game the other day. Remember Major League? The Indians. Oh, yeah. Remember how they they uh the owner, whatever her name was, they peeled off a piece. Yeah, we got to win so many games to get in the playoff. Bob <laughs> well, Melvin, please listen to this. Why don't do something like that? Put AJ Priller in a bikini or a thong or <laughs> a European skido or or something funny, you know, and and do it behind the scenes so nobody like the press doesn't see it or whatever. Right. And put it in the locker room or in the weight room. Nobody goes, no press is not allowed in there. But do something like that. You got to get the team together. How Kim in, you know, a, a funny outfit or something. Um, somebody, you know, Machado, you yeah. know, why don't you do it? You know, get somebody, you put yourself in some funny outfit or whatever. But um they got they need to come together, they need to be on the plane enjoying themselves, going out there and having fun. And basically Bob Melvin needs to tell the guys, Hey, you know, if we don't win, so be it, but let's go out there and let's just play. Let's win every inning. Let's just win every today. Let's win today. Forget about tomorrow. Forget about yesterday. Let's win today. And let's just take care of today. Do everything possible for today. Don't save anybody for tomorrow. You know, Here's you know, cause you know, hater, I feel like he's saving himself for the off season. You know, some other guys might be doing the same, but here's the thing is let's just play today. And you know, if Bob Melvin, you know, I would give you mad kudos if all of a sudden hater didn't want to pitch two days in a row or three days in a row down the stretch and, you know, crucial games for him to just be like, you know what, you're not my closer anymore. I'm probably going to get fired at the end of the year anyway. Right. So you know, and it's not Bob Melvin's fault. The only thing that he's done wrong this year is, but I don't know because I'm not in the clubhouse and I'm just speculating. Is maybe he hasn't brought the guys together? Hasn't brought yeah. them together or something? Yeah. I,
1: I mean, look at the at the end of the day, I, for me, I realized they had the most fun this season when they were hitting the piñata after the games, right after they'd win it. Remember that? Where yeah, they showed them hitting the piñata, right, wearing the the luchadora masks, you know, dancing around the clubhouse. And then all of a sudden they go on a losing streak and then they stop doing that. And so it's kind of cool. evident that they're not having fun right now. It's, they're well, just here's the thing.
0: Maybe Bob Melvin, maybe AJ, somebody said, we're losing, we can't do this. Maybe. You know, because here's the thing, California Angels. I mean, uh, you know, uh, which we'll call it is hurt now. But um, they were they were wearing the Samurai's helmet, yeah. right? Every time somebody hit home run, they weren't winning. They were right. still knocked out. You know, they haven't, they've been, you know, in the playoff race, not in the playoff race, blah, blah, blah. But they were still trying to have fun. So right. somebody right. in the locker room said, we got to knock this shit off. Maybe it is Bob Melvin. I don't know. Maybe it, you know, maybe it's another coach, but they need to have fun. They're there. I've been watching last cut this last week. And it was just like, everybody right just pressing, pressing. Yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, we got to win. We got to win or we're going to be done. We're going to, you know, and I feel like the players are even feeling it. Yeah. So it's just um, I don't know. We just we need to do some fun. That's where I feel like, damn, I wish I was a coach right now mm-hmm. because I'd, I'd probably be the first coach getting fired if if I'm the kid, the guys out there having a good time, but we're not winning. They'd probably fire me the first right off the bat yeah. because you know mathematically that shouldn't be right. I'm like, well, you can have a good time. You lose. Yogi Berra says, the best thing about baseball is you know we get to play tomorrow." So it's you true. lose today, go play tomorrow. Play tomorrow. Don't dwell. And as a closer, they taught us, forget about tomorrow. Forget about last of bat. It's all about today. It's all about what you do next. And I feel like we're constantly, what did we do last of bat? What did we do yesterday? We lost yesterday. We got to win today. We lost Mm -hmm. two days in a row. We lost last series. We got to win this series. We just play one game at a time, guys.
1: I would say that the, you know, if it's not Bob Melvin, if it's not AJ Preller, for sure the guys that need to go are the assistant hitting coaches and the offensive coordinator. You got Scott Kulba, Oscar Bernard, and Ryan Flaherty. Those are the three guys at the helm right now running the offense. For me, there's a there's a ton of urgency on defense. It looks like they're laying out for balls. You know they're making great plays. You know pitching out of jams. For me, it looks like there's no urgency at the plate. Right, all season long we've been super patient. They've been working counts. Right, they've been getting on base, but they're not executing. When the men are on base, they're they're worse than the league when runners are in scoring position. And I've seen so many times this season, more than I've ever seen before, guys looking at strikes right down the middle, just taking pitches, taking strike one, two or three strike out looking. It, it's it's mind boggling how many times these guys are just are just looking for the perfect pitch to hit rather than being aggressive and swinging the bat. There's no sense of urgency at the plate, in
0: my opinion. Well, I, I agree with there. And all that takes is. You know the science or the cybermetrics of baseball of we'll let the pitcher throw more pitches. The more pitches you see, the better a bat you'll get. That's not necessarily true. Sometimes I the first pitch like. is the best. Well, here's the thing: is more pitches you see, okay. More? What about more strikes you see? Why don't you if you, or the the hitting philosophy is okay? Look for your pitch, and if you don't get your pitch, don't worry about it. You know you won't get it this at bat. You'll get it next at bat. Well, that's not, that philosophy is not working. Whatever happened to the old C ball, hit ball, hit the right. first good pitch. You can see you hit, you know, be aggressive, go after it. There's really, I don't see anybody really super aggressive at all not at all. I mean, Tatis, when he first came up, he was like the most aggressive guy and everybody in baseball, you three Oh, down by, you know, up by 10 runs. You can't, you can't swing at three Oh, why not? There's no unwritten rule. You know, like I used to say, well, if you're up by 10 runs, should the outfielder not try to catch the ball in the defense, you know, in the gap? Should we right. not try to throw the backhand and throw them out? Should I not try to punch guys out as a pitcher, you know, because I'm going to give them a chance? I mean, so hitting is the same a- aspect. Um, so it's just we're not being aggressive. We're too passive, and I, I hear you. It's, it's got to be frustrating as, a, as a fans out there because we have such good, talented guys. Right. For some reason, we're not putting it together. And well,
1: that's that's the frustrating part is that we know what we're capable of, you know, I mean, Manny Machado is finished in the top three, top five and MVP, right? He was, he was runner up last year for MVP. And we've seen Tatis and how he's played. We know Xander Bogarts can win a batting title. We know Juan Soto can win a batting title and he's the superstar. We, we've seen Trent Grisham, you know, explode in the playoffs. Like we know that these guys are super talented. And it just kind of seems like they're all pressing. They all have the the same mentality at the plate. I mean, I would like it to be more circumstantial, right? Where we're like, Kim is the type of guy who works the count. I think he sees more pitches than anyone else in in Major League Baseball. That's what
0: a leadoff guy does.
1: Exactly. And he's doing it perfectly. But the rest of the lineup needs to be aggressive. Do your thing. Make contact with the ball. You know, if first pitch swing. I mean, what's there to lose at this point? I mean, and
0: he, what's there to lose a point, Bob Melvin, go out and say, Kim, make the lineup. You know, yeah. hey, you make the lineup today. And you know what? <laughs> if, if Bob Melvin can't go, you know, we're struggling this year. Nothing's Brent, working. Brent. So you know what? The trainer is going to make the lineup today. Or Kim, Kim. I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my hat. Somebody on somebody on the bench, somebody out of our 26 guys is going to make the lineup. I don't care what. You know, You getting starting pitcher is going to be here. But here's the lineup. If, you, yeah. if Bob Melvin can't do that to mix things up, then AJ's running the show. And well, AJ, that's what I
1: was gonna say. You, you know, why Bob can't do that? It's because AJ is probably the, the one behind it all.
0: And, and AJ let go of the reins. If you want this team to do well, or, you know, the Sidler family, come on. You know, I'll work for you guys for free. If you bring me in and I'll just give you advice. You know, I mean, have to yeah. lift, listen to me, the Sidlers, I could be a special advisor that works for free. I'll fly myself out there, stay at somewhere. I'll find a place my own dollar. And just let me be a voice in your ear. And yeah. I'll show you how There's to reason. I'll show you how to run a team and, and what to think of and what not to think of. Because you're doing a great job, except for you're listening to, to a car used car salesman that is selling you a piece of shit. Yeah. But you have but you have a great car. And he's going, no. Nah. It's it's ten years old. It's Still a Ferrari, and it's got, you know, whatever famous car you like. You know, it's like for me, I got a Ford Raptor. It's like eleven years old, but I love that damn thing. I don't want to get rid of it. It's nothing's wrong with it. But people right. will tell me, oh, it's an old car. You need to get a new one. Why? I don't need a new one. You know, stop listening to somebody else. Like, you got a you got a good head on your shoulders. Right now, now you just need a a baseball. GM a baseball president of baseball operations, whatever. I
1: mean, look at the guy that the Rays have. I mean, he, he's been doing it for a long time and and he's been able to to get such great results out of very you know little assets that they have. They just you know grow their talent well, they make good moves. They don't make huge splashes and for agency. I mean, go after a guy like that. And I think for the Padres for a long time and it stems from the very, very top, They've been just really bad developing guys, you know, guys well, in the system that thing. come up.
0: AJ was in Texas, and there's a reason Texas let AJ go. And AJ, Texas did really well in a Nolan Ryan. They got to the World Series. They didn't win two years in a row, and they kind of exploded. Now Chris Young kind of took over. An ex-Padre player, an ex-Padre pitcher, this guy, um, took over, and look how good they're doing. Yeah. I mean, honestly – All I I wouldn't have made a big splash like they did um, with all the signings, but you didn't make bad signings. The only bad signings you didn't do is you went out and got starting pitching. That's it. You know, you need to bring Waka back. You need, you know, you need need another good arm, consistent arm, because Waka hasn't been healthy, but it happens. But you need – that's what you need starting pitching, and then you need to establish the bullpen, and you need to give the manager – you like the GM and the manager need to talk. They need to come up with a game plan. But really at the end of the day, the GM or president of operations, whatever you want to call him now, to me. It's just still the GM says, here's the best, here's the best 26 guys G and to the manager and say, go win us a team, go win right. us a championship. And the manager is supposed to take off and, and use all the resources around him. Like Bochi. Bochi didn't want to come back to San Diego. And I wonder why that is, <laughs> And we all know, know, but, and we all know it's because of the GM. So it's one of the things that he takes all the scouting report, the cyber metrics and all the quest tech and all the science into baseball. And then it helps him make his decisions. Bob Melvin's not a bad guy. I think he's a good manager, but I don't think, I think his hands are tied just like Tingler and uh, gosh, who was before Tingler?
1: Andy Green.
0: Yeah, green, greeny. So their hands are tied, you know. And you know, last year you could say, well, it kind of worked. Well, yeah, it kind of did. But it doesn't long term. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. You gotta have some baseball knowledge. You gotta do some things.
1: Right. Well, you also mentioned the Rangers, right? And yes, they made some big signings with Corey Seeger, Marcus Simeon. Obviously, DeGrom got hurt. That was a big one you know, John Gray, they, they trade for, for Scherzer, you know, the deadline, but if you look at some of their core guys, right. And this is with any team that has been having success lately, they have homegrown talent, right? They've got mm-hmm. Nate Lowe, they've got uh, Jonah Heim. you know, they've, they've got Ezekiel Duran, you know, uh, uh, Adolis Garcia, obviously we, I mean, he started with the Cardinals, but he really didn't play much for them. So they've made a big trade for him and they developed within the system. Same thing with the Braves, same thing with the Astros, same thing with the Dodgers. These are all championship teams that just know how to develop their guys and home grow their talent. If you're looking at the Padres, I mean, the really only homegrown guy is is Tatis and, and Kim. Really, I mean, Machado Kim's, is a superstar. Kim's not homegrown. Yeah, but I mean, like made their and, de- and debut. Tatis Padre.
0: technically wasn't homegrown. You got him one year. You put him in your farm. No, but he, for but one year, he was in a. Him.
1: He was in our farm though. I mean, like he went through for one the- year. Yeah. So, but there's not really many guys that you can say, point our roster that you say, okay, that's a Padres kid that has been there for the entire time, you know, homegrown. I mean, got rid of Trey Turner a little too soon, you know, got rid of James Wood now and CJ Abrams and Mackenzie Gore and, you know, all these guys that were, that could have been our homegrown talent. But I mean, there just needs to be a a heavy balance of it. And so I'm really hoping. So
0: so maybe our scouting report, our scouting guys are horrible. They don't know yeah. how to keep guys or like, here's the thing. They become prospects and well, here's the, I don't know who, I don't know who plans on saying this guy's a prospect and that guy's a prospect, this and that, because it's never the guy hitting 400 is the prospect. You know, it's the guy that has the potential of talent, right? That part I never understood because when I played, they got, you know, they'd bring up guys, this guy's the next coming, this guy's going to do this and he's at average at best. You know, that's the one thing Padres don't have. And it's not like they have, you know, AJ's had multiple guys that have, you know, we traded two, two prospects great that were awesome for this one guy that's panned out. It's like we traded them for somebody that was here and didn't do really well. And then we got, let him go. You know, it's like, here's the thing. Remember last spring training, not this spring training. We went and had six first basements. Yeah. This year. Yeah. We went after every shortstop. How about getting a second baseman, a first baseman, a shortstop, a utility guy, a third baseman, AJ, Padres. Why don't we do that? Because apparently loading up on a bunch of first basements, loading up on a bunch of shortstops have not worked. Right. It's not working.
1: What do you the think of the
0: Steidler family? Come on. Can you not see that?
1: What do you think of this next season? You move Jake Cronenworth to a, to a super utility. You play anywhere. Kim is your second baseman. Bogarts goes over to first base. Manny stays at third. And then Jackson Merrill comes up and plays shortstop.
0: I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, because everything out?
1: that all the reports coming out on Jackson Merrill, he's our, he's the number if, nine prospect now in all of baseball. Is, well, can
0: X play first base? Is, is he it? better than Coneworth?
1: Sure, I'm sure he's a good enough athlete because to be able. To
0: usually, a good athlete, put him in like why? Why can't we put him in center field?
1: Yeah, he's getting old, not as fast. Okay.
0: okay, so here's the thing: put him at first base. Why don't we get a better center fielder? Put Tatis maybe, out. Maybe
1: that's, maybe that's Tatis.
0: Put Put Coneworth out and right. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. It's just – or left field or whatnot because, you know, I don't know. It's just I'm not totally sold on, sold on Soto, especially if you yeah. want 300, 400 million. I mean, Kim should get the same amount because he's playing better than him. <laughs> True. But it's it's one of those things that if the players are for it, I have no problem doing that. None whatsoever. But the players right. have to be for it. Or how about, you know, if X is playing short and he doesn't really want to move, we bring this new kid up, and he's our center fielder.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I would love for Merrill to play in the outfield too, but they really haven't gotten that many outfield reps in in, in uh double A or, or or low ball at all. Well, no, right? I'm not
0: talking this year. I'm talking next year.
1: Well, I mean, he people are saying he's going to make his debut next year. So, well,
0: here's here's the thing: if AJ's still around, he's not making his debut opening day. It's going to be mid season.
1: Right, right, right.
0: for two, and that's horrible. Right, you need I mean, to bring him up if he's ready to go, you need to bring him up. And then here's, here's the other aspect is um, he could go play extended, you know, um, in, in spring training, extended ball where they play for another month The prospects play outfield. You know, we're looking for you to possibly play center field or, or you could play a right field and we'll put Tati's in center or something.
1: Right. I mean, if you're that kid, you just want the opportunity to get to the bigs, you know,
0: because here's the thing is I don't think he'll say no. And if we he if we could use his bat in the lineup, and he's pretty fast, why not put him in the outfield? Right. And we have, we have a we yeah we have Grissom in center that can play defense but can't hit. So what's more important this year or next year? Somebody that can hit or somebody that can play defense? Because we're playing really good defense. You know we're right. pitching we're holding our zone. Yeah, we could pitch a little bit better, but we're holding our own. We're you know up there. I wouldn't say pitching is really a problem. You know, a little bit of starting here and there because we've had guys drop off. But for the most part, pitching has been pretty solid. Pitching has been we, solid. Defense, for the most part, is pretty solid. You know, yeah, we've had some hiccups here and there, but I think that's because guys are moving around way too much. You know, they're not really set in their positions. And um, so we need offense. We need offense. You know, last couple of years, we need offense. We need offense. So we need offense. And if we take a guy that's won a gold glove, that can't hit, you know, water if he's in the middle of a lake. For some young kid that can hit and be aggressive and be just as good or a little bit below than a gold glover, I'll take that because I need offense. Yeah. You know, a pitcher, you. a pitcher loves defense. He does. But if he knows a guy's going to get a bunch of hits every run game support. and get run support, I'll take run support over defense every day of the week. Because if I make a mistake, at least I know my team's going to pick me up that way. 100%.
1: So, i'm with you i mean at the end of the day you guys get the guys who hit the best in the lineup i mean that's just been our biggest problem all season long and i mean i don't really know how else you can address it besides getting guys who can hit but padres we got some pretty big series coming up we got milwaukee this weekend uh which they're winning their division so that'll be tough but like it's I've-
0: just one day at a time
1: exactly win thursday exactly win
0: friday we we
1: but we've been playing well against teams that have had winning records. So I have faith against Milwaukee and then we've got, uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. So, and then, and, we'll probably, and then San Francisco. We'll lose we a, against
0: St. Louis and we'll win against Milwaukee and it won't make any sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be here to talk about it next week. So, so here's fans. the thing.
0: Yeah. Padre fans get out there and let's be positive. Okay. We got a home race. All you fans from here on out, the, every podcast we're going to have is we're going to be a major positive. Even me. And I'm not going to talk about AJ, so therefore that's going to be positivity.
1: Yeah, we're done. So we're
0: mathematically out of it, and it's going to be all positive. So if all the fans out there think positivity and think positive, maybe we'll each itch over to the players, and the players will be positive. They'll start winning. They'll start having fun, and then we'll start having fun because we're watching them have fun. And then snowball, will hit the playoffs, and they, there you go. You never know what will happen.
1: Yeah, we win the World All you got to do is just get in the dance. Just yeah, get that's in. that's all
0: you got to do. That's all you got to do.
1: that's a good way to end it. Pods fans, keep the faith. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.